the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast calling for some sun the rest of the afternoon. Nice afternoon. 60 for the high. Clear skies. A little chilly tonight. Low down to 40. A lot of sun tomorrow, some clouds in the high of 65. Then for Sunday on the cloudy side, maybe a few showers in the high of 59. A lot going on in the sports world this weekend. You have the Sixers home tonight against Washington at 7 in preseason hoops. Flyers are home tomorrow night against Dallas at 7. Sunday night at 820, it's the Eagles at the Cowboys. And uh, as far as Kansas City and uh, Denver last night, it was 30-6 to in the favor of the Chiefs. Thursday night football, Major League Baseball, Houston over the Yankees, 8-3 last night to go up three games to one. In the ALCS, Game 5 is tonight at 7 o'clock. The hardest-working producer in Philadelphia radio between 4.02 and 4.58.50 is sitting by. Coffee in hand. Hello, I have the coffee. Hello, Joe Harnett. How you doing? I'm well. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. You know one reason I'm doing good? What? I have a very special guest in studio. I can see that. Yes. It's the one and only Carol Newell from the Family Hope Center. We've no, had, that's yeah. not Carol. It's true. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. We've had you familiar with Matthew, her husband, who's been here. And sure. Let me Surely. move this microphone a little closer to you. Like it's your favorite uh, ice cream. Well, what's what's neurologically acceptable to talk about? Ice cream is maybe not. Ice cream maybe not, but <laughs> ice cream is delicious. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for coming and making the drive over. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, the Family Hope Center is based in Norristown. Their their world headquarters is here, but also you've traveled the world helping parents help their kids. Absolutely, it's very Absolutely. very noble work. Yeah, and we love doing it. It's our passion. So, uh, yeah. and everyone on our team really has a passion to work with children and work with families. So. It's a it's a joy to get up. We know why we're doing what we're doing every day and loving every bit of it. Yeah. Now, yeah. folks detect, detect a slight accent, an English accent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with Carla over at the center, and I, we said, well, right away, Carol's going to sound smarter than everyone else just because of the accent. <laughs> she could say, I like eating pickles on Tuesday, and it would sound like, wow, that's really smart. <laughs> but it's not just the accent. It's definitely true. And uh, we got to know each other over our daughter, Victoria Joy, who's now 13, and came to the Family Hope Center in Norristown when Tori was five months old. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember that really well. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. She was a very hurt little girl back then. Yeah. Very hurt little yeah. girl. Yeah, she's come a yeah, long way. She really has. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. It's really exciting to just uh, to be to be on the journey with families and see them see them grow and develop as their children grow and develop and uh, yeah yeah to be helping the child but also helping the family which is great. Well, right off the top, just so folks tuning in can understand or just try to uh, give you a, a kind of a nutshell uh, about our time with Carol and the Family Hope Center, 
they uh, and we invite you to call in too if you have a question. We Matthew, the director, along with Carol, was here uh, not too long ago and has been here a couple of times. So if you want to, as you're listening in, give a call. You're welcome to eight hundred five sixty WFIL is our number eight hundred five sixty nine three four five or you can text in a question of six ten five hundred Dove is our text line six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three. Um, coming up the 30th through the 1st, uh, October 30th through November 1st, is a training conference in Norristown. Is it the headquarters? That's correct. The, the last one of the year is going to be in Norristown just mm-hmm. at the end of the month. Okay. And uh, what a special gift to give your children for Halloween if you happen to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. And beyond. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the, so the, the mean, the way I try to boil it down, because Tina and I have, wherever we've gone for the last 13 years, we'll be like, you know, at a restaurant, and we'll see, oh, talk to them. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you go over. Okay, and uh, the waitress will be standing and talking to us and whatever it might be because if we see there's a need, we, we want to be able to be a help. And we hope this program is a help to people too. So that's why another reason we're glad you're here. Uh, but the two main parts I often share with people is that the Family Hope Center, their, their goal is to teach parents about the brain and how to re-engineer it and bring about progress. But your, your starting point's wellness, not like what's the, pro- the problem, let's bring the child in and take a look or something. It's more what does wellness look like, right? And then then give them tools. Um, and then also there's an opportunity for families to bring their child to the center and have a full evaluation and full programming and go longer term with it. But the starting point's always the conference, really, but it has been the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and tons of information at that conference. So, yes. Yeah, right. there is. There's a lot of information. And we really do focus on what wellness is and what you're looking towards for your child. So the first part of the conference is really teaching all the families and and professionals that we have in the, t- the group to know, okay, what sh- does normal development look like? And then to be able to map your child to know where is my child in that in that pathway and in each of the functions to know, okay, my child is doing well, maybe with speech, but they're not doing so well with vision and reading. And so therefore, and I know what the root cause is. It might be, we've been working a lot on practicing reading, but then to understand that there's a visual component and maybe even an auditory component that's getting in the way of the child learning to read. And therefore we need to go back to the root cause, what caused this problem and, and, and where is this problem coming from? You don't exactly have to know exactly what happened to your child, but what is going on in the brain and where in the brain is the problem? And therefore, you can put in place neurological exercises, neurological uh, components that will then organize the brain. And therefore, reading will get easier for the child as opposed to just practicing that skill. It's not working. Yeah. And you're helping it. For those just tuning in, it's Carol Newell, the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. FamilyHopeCenter.com is their website with a training conference coming up the 30th of October through the 1st of November in Norristown. Uh, and you're uh, you're touching on some things there, including the wellness part about – I'm sure you, you – as you've come across – Children from and families from all over the world. For how many how many children do you think you've worked with? By the thousands, way, thousands, thousands. Yeah. yeah, we're we're actually right now trying to count count up, and uh, <laughs> but it's a, it's just thousands. Okay, thousands, yeah. for over the last how many years? Well, we've been working. My husband and I have both been working in the field for forty years. We have other team members on our team also have been working for close to forty years right. in, in this and been working with children. So, and the Family Hope Center's um, going on, I think, eighteen years right now, and uh, and we were working in the field together for twenty years before that as well. 
Wow. So well, yeah, I want to hear a lot hear, of the, years. hear the map tour of how you got into that. But the, the, so you, you did more than Google a few ideas. Like you've been doing this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've been nose to nose with families and developing treatment programs that we teach parents during the parent training. Okay, now you've mapped your child and you know where they are. What are some of the things that you can go home and do and start? You don't even need yeah. to bring your child directly to us. You can leave with a toolbox of things to get started with that are going to affect your child's brain as opposed to just practicing things and hoping or hoping things will get better or accepting there's a diagnosis. Um, and that's always very sad to see that um, some parents have been told, that oh, this is the diagnosis, this is all you can expect. And they don't want that. They yeah. want to make a difference and they want to be able to say, you know, my child's not finished until... They're adults, at least. And even we see adults changing, the adults that come to us and the, and the children we've been working with for many years hmm. um, that are now young adults are still changing. We saw one just yesterday, um, actually, a, a young adult who has been coming to us since he was probably about 11, maybe, maybe 10, 11. Okay. And he came in to the appointment with his mom. And mom sat in the waiting room the entire two days, and he went through all of the sessions on his own wow. and left with his own neurological program that he's going to do at home. He's in college and still has some challenges neurologically and knows he needs to work on things and does the exercises himself. Yeah. And his mom said, I used to get up in the morning every morning and do, do this with him. Now I sleep in, and he gets up every <laughs> morning and works on his own before he goes to college. So it's great to see the kids still progressing. And, and, uh, yeah. and, the, and for a an young adult to understand... I know I need to continue to improve my brain, and I'm going to do better in life if I do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, take a quick break. Carol Newell, the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown's our guest. FamilyHopeCenter.com is their website. You can, if you want to give a call in as you're hearing us chat this hour, 800-560-WFIL is the number, 800-560-9345. Highly encourage you to pick Carol's brain, so to speak, and uh, ask questions. If you have a child that you know has challenges or a grandchild or a friend, tell them to call in and, or listen in and call in. could be ADD or autism or uh, cerebral palsy or epilepsy or bipolar or dyslexia or many things, label, diagnosed or not. Maybe just you kind of like, I don't, I think there's some stuff that needs improvement. Could be severe, could be mild. All that's fine. Uh, and we'll get into more about why the Family Hope Center is not worried about what you come to them with with regard to those that wide range of challenges. Back with more in a second. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest this hour is uh, Carol Newell. She is the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. Uh, we have gone there, my wife and I and our, our family, for the last 13 years since our daughter Victoria Joy was born. And I can speak to this firsthand because I've, I've lived and breathed what we're chatting about today, about being empowered as a parent to proactively help my child. Tori, uh, on the, you know, I, I know you've worked with a lot of children, Carol, who have had a lot of stuff going on. So I know Tori's not the most difficult child you've had, but she's got a lot. She you, does. You've had to yeah. <laughs> help us sort through seizures and mm -hmm. yeah. and blindness and yep. um Yeah, and it's uh it it's a tough road when you when you've got a lot to, to you know to work with with your child. Um but when you've got a systematic neurological approach then things work and things fall into place. You just got to give it time, as you learned, right? The, yes. You had to put the time in. Um, and that's one of the things that we find that uh, not just helping the parent to know, okay, this is what you do, but stick with it. 
stick with it because it is going to work. And to be able to have stories like you have of Tori of the success yeah. helps other families. You know, just a week ago we saw a baby very similar to Tori hmm. when he went, you know, sim- same age, six months, didn't see, didn't move, um, had had meningitis at uh, just a few days old, and. Wow. Um, you know, very compromised brain, but we know that looking at him, and we've seen many Tories over the years who move through the seizures and stop having the seizures and uh, and and gain vision and gain understanding and, and a sense of humor. She has a great sense of she humor, does. doesn't she? <laughs> she is the funniest. She's we're like, Tori, you just – she does. She yeah. does. She'll giggle. And she even has a – she now has a giggle. Mm-hmm. That she does, yeah. she goes <laughs> like a chuckle. Right. Like if, if we have to guess, you know, if we, if we hit on the right answer with her, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so she so have great understanding, right? So for a little baby, a baby who yeah. didn't understand, didn't hear, um, you know, so she couldn't understand because she couldn't hear, she couldn't see, so she couldn't understand her world in any way. Yeah. To now being have gone through all those functions and be able to have a sense of humor and be chuckling about what's going on in the family because she's listening into your conversations or whatever yes. she might be doing. It's a, it's a great victory. And uh, to be able to encourage other parents that they're not the only one in this. And so one of the things that I, I find that is really important is trying to build a community of families that support each other and uh, and for us to be able to share with families what it what it's like. So uh, we went through challenges, not the same as Tories, but with our, our girls, uh, we had some challenges. They had a lot of learning challenges when they were younger. So we know what it's like to be there and be face-to-face with your child and saying, what am I going to do here? Even though I felt really blessed, and that's one of the things that motivates us to support families is we had the information and we knew what to do with our, with our girls when they got stuck and we knew the things that were going to work and we knew we needed to keep going. But we were blessed to be in that profession and to be able sure. to see it for what it was. But what about all those families out there that don't know about it and don't yeah. know that the brain can grow? And you just have to put a systematic neurological approach in place and grow that brain. Um, and no matter what age, your brain can grow. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. It really is. And I'm mm-hmm. sure even after almost 40 years of working with this, you're still not like, yeah, I got it all down. Like, it, I'm sure you're still – and I know you actually mm-hmm. proactively keep trying to learn. And, we do. Yeah. We do. We don't have all the answers. And we certainly want things to to fall into place and to fall into place faster. And there have to, has to be a better way and a faster way. And uh, it's amazing when we watch a well child develop. We've got a grandchild now and we're watching her develop. And just it's just, wow. We just look at it and say, look at the brain and the, what, it's, what it's capable of uh, when things are going well for them. But at the yeah. same point, when we see a child get stuck and they don't develop, then that's a concern. Well, something that like to folks who are just tuning in or listening in, I want to clarify, whenever I've told Tori's story to somebody a little bit, just in general, sometimes it would be a soccer game watching Theodore running around or Tess or something, people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, brain's like, yeah, the brain's so crazy. Well, there's so much we don't know. But there, there's kind of this idea that, yeah, the, the brain is is amazing. But having someone come alongside, you used the word systematic twice in our last mm-hmm. little thing there, so different because – when we were with – when Tori was five months old, three months old and in the hospital for the first time because of seizures, the doctors said, uh, let's put her on seizure medication because they said, for now, let's, let's help the seizures not happen. The brain's amazing. Maybe one day she'll grow out of it. The brain will find a way around it. That was a general statement. And we we're like, okay, she's three months old and let's take it. So the medication worked, but it worked if the, like seizures were gone, but she slept all day long and all night. So she had no life. And that's when we came to me- meet you and Matthew and the team at the Family Hope Center. 
and Matthew, I remember specifically saying, yeah, the doctors are right, but she has no shot with all those drugs in her system. If we can and, and respectfully wean her off that ramp in a program at the same time designed to proactively help the cause of the root cause of them, we could see some progress. And sure enough, three and a half months later, her seizures had gone away and and uh, she was making great progress and she was living life because she was awake, not knocked out by drugs. Anyway, that's what you're about is that systematic approach. You have a three-page chart that you teach at the conference. Um, share about that if you would a little bit about, the, about that organization. I know that must mean a lot to you to be able to unpack things in, in an order for people, not just haphazardly grabbing at a strategy. For example, right? Yes, exactly. So, our, so our chart measures all le- all the functions of the brain. So, we're looking at the function of vision. We're looking at hearing. We're looking about how the tactile pathway works. How much mobility does the child have? Um, what's their language ability? Their manual ability? And we always look tie it in also with the final function of emotional and social and how well is the child connecting? Mm-hmm. If they can't see and they can't hear, it's difficult for them to grow emotionally and socially. So, that's a large, a very important piece as well. Yeah. So. We teach parents to map each of those functions individually to see which ones are falling behind the most. To look at the brain stages, what part of the brain is responsible for each function, and to find out where the child is is stuck. They leave our conference with a neurological age in each of those functions and then an overall neurological age. And we really Mm. value measuring, knowing that if you're going to put that systematic approach in place to grow the brain, you need to know where your child is. So you know where to start, and then you need to measure it as you go along. So there are people who come and take our parent training, and they don't necessarily start the things that we're doing, but they can at least leave with a tool that they can measure what they're already doing or measure mm. some other kind of therapy. And we think you should be measuring everything. So if you add something, as, as we said, we don't have all the answers, and families will often add something to what the package that we've given them, and they can measure that, and they can, for, for the long haul, to say what's working, and if I add a new element, does it make a difference? or does it not make a difference? Yeah, and for those just tuning in, Carol Newell is our guest, Vice Director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. Uh, FamilyHopeCenter.com is their website. There's a three-day parent training conference coming up Wednesday, October 30th through Friday, the 1st of November. And in that conference, the chart that Carol was just referring to is something that each person who comes, no matter where they come from and whatever their child's challenges are, and and it should emphasize, you see a very wide range. At that conference, you'll have people from other countries, some Mm -hmm. Kids are severely challenged and others, the parents are just there thinking something's off. I'm not sure what, right? You, you see yeah, everything. All, all sorts of, so, sorts of, you know, right. di- lots of diagnosis and new diagnosis that now, now we can, by, with science, look at the genetics even more that many parents have come with, oh, I've got this special genetic thing and there's only this many children that have this. And yeah. it sounds very rare, but the reality is there's only that many children that have been tested for it and they found so far and there quite possibly are a lot more children that have that uh, that particular condition and it is nice for a family to be able to say okay if your child has got a more common genetic disorder might be down syndrome for example and if your child has has been diagnosed with that to be able to come together with other families that have that similar uh, challenge with their child uh, but ultimately there's a range in no matter what the diagnosis is and whether it's a, a chromosome disorder or what it might be there's always a range of where the development is stuck and not working as well as it should be and it's not progressing the way you want it to be progressing so to be able to look at where your child is measure them and then say now I can put a plan of action in place to move forward with my child um, mm. that becomes as you said very empowering yeah, for the well, parents. and that's a huge part of what the Family Hope Center is about. In fact, 
while you mentioned professionals certainly come and come to enhance their practices and to become more familiar with the brain and how it grows and all that, uh, the core of really the work you do is the parents because, one, among other things, the parents are the ones who've been there since the beginning and know all about the child from start to till present and are the ones who are most invested big picture. They're not going to stop being the parent after a while. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are a lot of great professionals out there and um, and they do a great job, but they often, you know, a child in school who needs occupational therapy might only get an hour a week. That's not enough to make a difference for that poor child. They need a lot more than that. So the parents having the tools to be able to work with at their home, then the occupational therapy could be still valuable, of course, and it can help and enhance what the parent's doing. But if they're not getting those therapies on a daily basis that are addressing the brain, they're not going to be making a difference. Yeah, and one of the interesting aspects of I remember, uh, I remember so many things from our, our years coming to the center. Um, one of them is the phrase that the intent behind the act matters. So when people come to the conference, they're they're understanding things, the roadmap that you provide with this this chart that maps the brain, all those functions. Parents bring what they know about their child kind of instinctively. They might be like, these areas, I can tell he has trouble with this and whatever the challenges they might be, but to have a home to actually place them and understand, it's often like you've talked about taking the brain and opening up and stepping inside and walking around and understanding under the hood really why they're seeing what they're seeing. And then, and because they're the only people who really would have been there since the start about their child's ability, what they, did they crawl? Did they this? Did they not crawl? Did they, all the neurological found, they're the ones who know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's very empowering to say, okay, all these things, you know, it, sometimes it's tough to look at the reality of the, of the neurological age and say, wow, yeah, you know, I did know this, but seeing it on paper can be a little bit difficult to see, yeah. whoa. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I knew that I, I really, if, if you'd asked me how, what sort of age I thought my child was at, I'd have said this, but to see it written down can be a little tough and it's an emotional journey that parents go on to be able to see that but but they also say and most parents will always say now I know I wasn't just crazy I thought I was going crazy and I but mm. now I know it it wasn't me it is something going on in the brain I don't have to feel guilty about this anymore it's just the way my child's brain is functioning and I can move forward and and just just understanding. So just that first day when we go through and mapping a child's brain and looking at where they are, uh, the parent leaves saying, okay, now I understand. And yeah. that really makes me feel like, okay, I can move forward now. And I think you mentioned a little while ago kind of like how can you know where you're going unless you know where you are. Exactly. You've got to know where you are. If you don't know where you are, you don't know where to start. Yeah. 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 We're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to call and chat with Carol Newell, you're welcome to. She's vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown, PA. There's a three-day parent training conference uh, coming up Wednesday, the 30th of October through Friday, the 1st of November. I myself have taken that conference a couple of times and I've sat in on them before and uh, I highly encourage you to to go. I really do. I think you will be extremely... uh, uh, blessed by going, and then you will learn a tremendous amount. And uh, whether it's uh, for your own child or if you have another pa- a parent or family that you're aware of that could b- benefit from going, uh, have them tune in, have them call in. 800 560 WFIL is our number, 800 560 9345. And uh, we're welcome to take that call now, as well as uh, if you want to go to the conference, you can go to familyhopecenter.com and get signed up there. Back with Carol Newell of Family Hope Center. I want to chat with you about your kids in a minute because I know you've walked this path with them. And uh, more to come. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D 
at WFIL.com. It's 4.30 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Forecast calling for sun the rest of the afternoon. Breezy, 60 to high, cleared night, low 40. Good deal of sun tomorrow. Some clouds mixed in, up to 65. Sunday on the cloudy side, kind of rainy, perhaps 59 the high for Sunday. Sixers home tonight against Washington at 7, preseason basketball. Flyers are home tomorrow night against Dallas at 7. Eagles and the Cowboys Sunday night at 820. Kansas City over Denver last night in Thursday night football, 30-6. to And then baseball, Houston over the Yankees, 8-3 last night to go up three games to one in the American League Championship Series. They play again tonight at 7 o'clock. And if Houston wins, they move along to the World Series, take on the Nationals. We are uh, very glad to have Carol Newell, the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown, as our guest. FamilyHopeCenter.com is their site. And they have a three-day parent training conference coming up Wednesday the 30th through Friday the 1st of November. And if you have a child or know of a grandchild, anyone who has challenges, that whether they've been diagnosed, ADD, autism, CP, Down syndrome, epilepsy, bipolar, dyslexia, PDD, NOS, uh, rattling off all these initials, um, sometimes of which – you know, the diagnosis may be wrong. It's been changed or... Or even, multiple. Uh, you get a list of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Diagnosed or not, the Family Health Center is not worried about that uh, because their starting point is the brain. And you would say the brain has... The uh, capacity to grow yeah. with stimulation. And that everyone's... Is, like, your, your brain has the same parts as mine. Exactly. And your granddaughter's and my daughter, and they, they, unless something's obviously happened. But therefore... You know, let's let's learn about that first. Right. So at the conference that's coming up, you're kind of clear the decks, you know, exhale, forget everything you've been, you know, for a minute, you know, even the child right. for a moment. And let's dig into what wellness looks like, right? And right. Then- understand what wellness is. Understand this is the way things should be developing. And then understand where your child is and the fact that they're, they're stuck. And even if you've got a picture of the brain that just says this doesn't look good. Um, new pathways can be developed. Neuroplasticity is the thing, and we need to be always keeping that into account. And we have seen some pretty incredible pictures of brains that just don't look like that that child should be functioning as well as they are, and yet they can. So yeah. we can grow new pathways and grow and take tissue, you know, and neurons from the brain, develop them, and even though the the part of the brain that was supposed to be responsible for that particular function is damaged in some way or injured in some way or yeah. distorted in some way, we can grow new pathways and it's yeah. possible to change it. If folks would like to call and chat with Carol, it's 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. And uh, the center, among other things, is really about empowering parents, putting them in the driver's seat. So even though Carol knows all the big words and could spin you around, she's not about that. You're not about trying to wow people with the big words. You're trying to help them so they can go home and work with their child. Absolutely, yeah. to understand that this this is not rocket science. You know, and uh, and I'm certainly not a rocket scientist. And uh, so, well, we have Karen checking in, calling in. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Fire away. You had a question for Carol. Hello, yeah, Karen. I wanted to know. Um, I'm calling about my grandson. I wanted to know if a child has not been diagnosed but it appears something's going on with the brain. Is the center able to help, or do they have to be diagnosed first? 
Great question. Very good question, Karen. Yeah, you do not need to have a diagnosis. And in fact, sometimes the diagnosis gets in the way and it distorts things because uh, it, it just confuses the parent or confuses the issues. And we feel it's much better not to have a diagnosis, but to look at the brain and say, okay, let's look at this child and see how are they functioning and where is their distortion in the brain. We're just going to look at the brain and we're going to develop that and, and improve the function. Um, so absolutely not. If, if your grand son needs help um, and ten, sending um, sending whoever's responsible for him you if you're looking after him or uh, or the parents to the uh, to the parent our parent training and we could give a lot of information and put them on a pathway of, uh, of working through those problems and also being able to identify that things are going okay in the future or uh oh no this particular function isn't doing as well as it should so therefore I can step in and um, and do some some neurological development that's going to help my child so, okay now he's actually in a different um, but if I, I don't know if they're going to be able to come, but if I came, would I need him to be with me? Or no, you don't. Yeah, so that's a really good question. Uh, our first step is to educate parents, grandparents, whoever's in the room. Um, we have um, coming to that parent training. I know we have several grandparents coming, or at least at least one or two grandparents coming already, um, and um, some of them coming, you know, and a lot of parents coming as well. Some professionals are going to be in the room, so. Um, yeah, if you came uh, for your grandson, that would be awesome. And uh, you would be able to learn and understand him and then be able to, to help help with that development. Uh, ideally, eventually, um, is it your daughter or your son? It's my daughter. Your daughter. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, ideally, eventually, uh, your daughter taking the parent training would be ideal, but um, that doesn't have to be the case uh, in the in the beginning. We have different parents come, parents and uh, caregivers come at different stages yeah. that are responsible. So sometimes grandparents come first and then the parents come later or, or dad comes, then mom comes. Um, yeah, it's uh, you don't have to be all there together and you don't need the child in the beginning. You just need to know the child. If you know and understand the child, then you can be mapping that child and and developing a plan to support them. And, you know, we just had a parent training just over a week ago and the grandmother came um, to, you know, one grandmother came and left with a plan to, to help um, her grandson, actually. So, yeah. yeah. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be the first if you did it. <laughs> Karen, it's... Um, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you have another question yeah. or... Yeah, I just have one last question. Sure. Do you do brain scanning or is basically just the mapping? No, we are, so we're mapping by looking at the functions. So understanding, okay, if a child is able to hear a sound and locate it, we know what part of the brain is responsible, for example, for locating that sound. And therefore, you know, okay, there's a function that's working well. Working, 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 and then you check that off as something the child can do. Or if they don't, locate sounds very well, then we know that the midbrain has got some distortion. So we go through a list of functions that should be happening um, and when they should be happening. And um, and so it's all about what functions ha- does the child have and what functions don't they yet have um, and understanding that. So it's mapping them on a developmental chart that we have developed and been using um, throughout um, the time that the Family Hope Center has been in existence. And uh, we, we look at those results and we're constantly, we look at each individual results and we also 
also have our results accumulated in a data bank so we can see that um, the chart works very well for really mapping where a child is functioning. And then we use that to measure where the child starts and to measure their progress as they go forward. Um, so we don't actually do anything specifically with, um, with MRIs or any of those things. Those things are still done in, the, in, in hospitals. Okay, great, thank you. great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cal. You're welcome. Thanks, Karen. Feel free to, uh, if you want to follow up or if you uh, need any personal attention toward that, feel free to send me a text on the text line and I can uh, get you in touch with like Carla over at the center and she can help make sure you got everything you need if you want to look into it further. Oh, great. Um, Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tim. You're welcome, Karen. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, man, a lot of great things, great questions she just asked. She did, yeah, she really did. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if folks want to call in, it's 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. You're welcome to ask Carol uh, questions. Um, man, there's one thing um, I want to talk just for a second about your professional background, like even why you are doing this for 40 years. You must <laughs> love it. And But what got – did, did you have any inclination in the beginning? This was something you wanted to do? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I always, I can only ever remember wanting to work with children. And I had a cousin who was born prematurely, who was a little bit older than me. Um, and I used to spend a lot of time with her as a, as a child. And when I was a teenager, she used to she used to regularly come over me to visit me during her summer breaks. And um, she, had, she was blind, unfortunately, because back then in the NICU, they didn't know that uh, babies lost their vision if they um if they were put in in 100% oxygen so she lost her vision because of being premature and because mm. of the way they were they were treating babies at that time wow. um and she also would have been class- she was labeled with mental retardation which we now say is okay that the child is not developing as well in the intellectual pathways and areas yeah. um but uh, it gave me a passion for wanting to work with children with special needs so i used to actually at the weekends when i was a teenager i used to go up to the local institution because that's where they kept children with special needs back then and volunteered and worked with them and got to see a wide range of children and thought, this is what I want to do. I want to be with these kind of kids. So, But I also understood the importance of wellness. So I started my profession working in education and early childhood education, understanding wellness first, then moved into the special needs side of things. And uh, so I have good had a good basic education in both of those areas yeah. before I started my profession and worked with in my first jobs, worked with a mixture of well children and special needs children so got a lot of experience in in both those those areas and um and just saw what worked and what didn't work even went to some of the top hospitals in london with some of those some of the children i was caring for um and sat there and just watched the way they were treated and the way the parents were treated and just felt like this is not the way it should be you shouldn't go to a doctor's office and your child is treated like a some science science thing you know okay yeah. yeah this child has seizures and how long do they last oh yeah okay and just and just it, teaching you know i went there and met some some neuro, neurologists who would just teach the other neurologists but really wouldn't give anything to the parent to leave mm. with and I thought this is not the way it should be shouldn't be this way and as the therapist and and the, and supporting the parent it we we would both leave those meetings with well this is not this is not supportive <laughs> yeah. and, and and knowing that I wanted to be able to support parents not just change the child but support the parent as well yeah Carol Newell is our guest he's the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown it's a great point what you just said one of the many facets to the Family Hope Center is that dynamic of um, having the professionals and the clinicians but you're you're collaborating with the brain knowledge you have and the parents bring the kid knowledge for lack of a better term they've lived life with them and so they you help them 
trans, you try and transfer as much of that to them so they can go home and work with it. This is not about one of the, again, questions people ask is, so do I go to the center every day, every week? Or, it's like, no, you, you come for this three-day conference and get a ton of information. You go home, let the dust settle. And then <laughs> at some mm-hmm. point, you could then come back with the child and drill down much further and go home kind of with an action plan for, you know, but you're executing the plan at home and you can always call and email for questions, but it's not like you're going back and forth and running around the therapy three days a week. This is no, very different. <laughs> no, it's really set up so that the parent can can fit it in with which work, with what works best for their child, what works best for them. And it really does cut out that running back and forth, as you said, which is, is so challenging for parents to have yeah. to be in and out the house all the time. And, uh, you know, so the when they take the parent training, they leave with a toolbox and they leave with some things to get started with. And there are many children that do very well with that. And uh, we don't see them. We hear about them later and we hear from the parents how well they've done and then as you said there are parents who also want more support want to bring their child to us and they come and spend two days with us uh, and we really get to know the parents and the child at that time we map the child together with the child to say well, developmentally where is the child falling develop a plan do some a lot of practical application and then they go home and they do it at home and with the way technology is we have great ability to support them through video through video conferencing um, so there are and phone calls emails you name it those parents stay in contact with us <laughs> yeah. uh, so that we can really support them every step of the way yeah. and they and they don't fall down they 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 let us know okay this is a bit of a challenge right now and we can help them and support them through different elements the training conference is, again, coming up the 30th of this month, October, through the 1st of November. And uh, we're going to, as we go to a short break, we'll come back with Carol Newell, the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. Uh, FamilyHopeCenter.com is their website. Um, Karen had called in, and just as we go to break, a quick reminder, uh, one aspect of her question. People come from all over the country and world to come to the center. So it's not crazy for her. She was saying, well, I have – my daughter's out of state, super common for that to be the case, just so people know it's normal that they may come from California, but because they're not coming three days a week, it's come for the conference for three days, and then maybe you come you know, once or twice a year for reprogramming and all that. So just so people understand that as you're listening in, the world's the possibility. We'll, we'll chat more with Carol here in a second about even some of their travels around the many countries as they've been teaching and helping parents from all over. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Tim DeMoss Show, thank you for tuning in. We are very glad to have Carol Newell, the vice director of the Family Hope Center, in with us from uh, uh, their international headquarters in Norristown. FamilyHopeCenter.com is their site. They have a three-day parent training conference coming up Wednesday, October 30th through Friday the 1st of October. Highly recommended if you have a child or know of a child with challenges, whether they're diagnosed or not. Anything with a neurological root could be ADD to CP to dyslexia to bipolar to all those other things or not diagnosed behavioral, social, emotional, all of the above, none of the above. Uh, and in fact, we have a wonderful caller on the line. Her name is Donna. Hello, Donna. Hello, Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm wonderful. You know, not long ago, you were listening to Matthew Newell, who's the director at the center, and he was in yes. studio with us, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And you got the chance to talk to him at the tail end of the show. 
And turned out that you went to the conference that the center offered a few weeks ago. Absolutely. It was through your program, in fact, and that being on, um, that I learned of the Hope Center and the possibility for those who are um, mental and emotional problems. And um, I didn't know if I fit the profile to attend the conference or not, but I did. And um, the conference was absolutely wonderful um, to inform parents and loved ones and even professionals. Um, My case was I was a Sunday school teacher, and my concerns for um, children that I teach, and um, it made my door, it opened my door and understanding of these children as well. Hmm. So the conference is an absolute must. It brings hope where there is no hope, and the possibilities for children and families as well, caring for children who have needs. And um, the staff at the Hope Center are excellent, um, and they facilitate a conference that helps the parents to know that it can be done. It's going to be hard work, but it can be done to save their children and our children as well. And I just want to thank Carol as well. I met her. And Matthew and the rest of the staff, you were absolutely excellent. That's excellent. Thank Don- you, Donna. It's great to talk to you again. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. A little feedback, but that's that's excellent feedback in two ways. Feedback yes. on the conference, <laughs> feedback on the phone. Thank you, Donna, so much. I'm so sorry, Mel. That's fine. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. No, it's great. Thank you, you very much. Both. That's okay. excellent. And and you know, Carol, she, that's a great example of she's not she didn't come on behalf of her own child, but she came on behalf of a whole. Large amount. Group of children. Yes, yes, yeah. And to be able to understand, yeah, if nothing else, she's left. I I love the fact she said she understands the children more now. Yes. Um, If nothing else, she can understand them and see where where their problems are coming from or challenges and behaviors that she's seeing and understand, okay, this is the brain. One of the things things that Matthew will often say, this is the brain talking to you. It's, this is not your child. Your child has is, is beautiful, mm. loves you, cares for you, but there are times when they just don't look like they do. Um, and it's the brain that's coming across at that point because it's distorted and their ability to behave and fit in or be social, whatever that challenge might be. And there's a neurological component to that. And that was certainly something that uh, we saw um, you know, we've seen over the years, you can actually see it happen when a child is challenged and their brain can't take it. And they're like, neurologically, I can't manage this particular task. And it will often come out as behavior. But to understand, oh, I just gave my child a challenge that their brain is not ready for. Hmm. And if I had just not understood that they couldn't see very well, I'm asking them to do something and their eyes don't work well together. And so how can they possibly do this task that I'm asking them to practice over and over again? And I understand why they're frustrated. It just it starts to eliminate and alleviate a lot of those feelings that parents feel and to be able to understand I can just I I need to be a little bit more patient I need to grow their brain and it's not my child who's behaving badly it's the brain that's getting in the way and distorting things for them and for me because it disrupts the the relationship you have with your child yeah the conference also is, is is three very full good days you'll come home Wiped out, but in a good Certainly. wiped out, like, wow, I've really can to jam, shoehorn that into this hour. I'm, I'm thinking like 10 more things just based on what you said. So well, we don't have time for me to say that, but I want to hear more of what you have to say in a minute. We do have one more quick break to take. We'll come back and wrap up. If uh, you want to give a quick call, 
800-560-WFIL. We'll try and slip in another call if you want to. Ask Carol a question, 800-560-9345. Also, still wanted to hear at least a little bit of each of your two, two of your children who you work with so people understand that you're not just a clinician, but you have done this. You have executed and implemented it. And so it's very different because you've walked that path of having to carry out the work that's involved. Back with more, it's Carol Newell along with Tim DeMoss here on the Tim DeMoss Show. Carol's the vice director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. More info on the parent training conference is coming up the 30th of October through the 1st of November at FamilyHopeCenter.com. You're listening to WFIL and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. 455 on WFIL. When you understand child development and you um, have your own child, yeah. sometimes you maybe put them under a bit of a microscope, and uh, you know, and, but in, in a good way, um, and you see things when, they, when things aren't happening the way they were happening. And our first daughter, as a baby, started to have challenges, and she... Um, so and what we noticed was that she got she had um, a reaction to what seemed to be an immunization. Uh, yes. We think that's where the source of the of the challenge was. And while you know immunizations are important, she had unfor- an unfortunate problem with that. But it yes. really affected her brain and how her brain developed for the long haul. Yeah, she um, got stuck in her, each level of development. Her language, for example, you know, well the first thing we noticed she didn't move as well as she was moving. Her eye turned in. Her her hand got tired. And um, and the side got uh, one of her sides got very tight. She was stuck in in her mobility for a while. We got through those changes and we helped her. And then language was a problem. Um, I was her translator when she was little, and uh, I had to be the one to say this is what she's saying, so she couldn't communicate with other people. And then language pathway when that's affected will often affect reading. So then she really struggled with reading and learning. Um, and she's our daughter who has a, has a baby now and is an occupational therapist, became and then became a doctor of occupational therapy. And we know that she became that because we knew how to help her yeah. along the way, and we knew how to get her to to be neurologically organized. But it was a tough road, and it. It was a lot of work for her and a lot of work for us. And our second um, daughter was uh, adopted and uh, had a lot of neurological challenges. She came, she, her foster mother said she was the saddest and most unhappy baby she'd ever had. And mm. we know when a baby cries a lot when they're born that they've got neurological things typically going on. So she had neurological challenges and uh, also challenges related to adoption, which a lot of adopted children do have, yeah. uh, but neurological too. So we were able to see this is the brain. And this is why she's challenged with her behavior and her learning, and we had to work with her. And they have and have made tremendous progress. Carol Newell, thank you so much for being our guest, Vice Director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. FamilyHopeCenter.com for more info. If you want to uh, attend their three-day parent training conference, it's Wednesday the 30th of October through Friday the 1st of November. Again, details at FamilyHopeCenter.com. You're welcome to email me too, Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D. At WFIL.com, I'm happy to pass along your info and get you connected with the Family Hope Center. Have a great weekend. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministry leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.